The E stands for evil. I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have the Cedar Cove incident, a submitted story to Icker Falls. So we're back in Icker Falls. We, we're, still, we're still driving through it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a few bumps, a few scratches. <laughs> Somebody got taken in by the cops, beaten, and then brought back to their car where it was... Uh, Found on blocks. Uh, on blocks. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to go source it some tires. Yeah. But we we we're, we're still we're still chucking th- uh, chugging through. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we we have we we bring to you now the Cedar Cove incident, which was submitted by uh, Lahis or L A H I S, um, on the cre- on the Icker Falls website uh, on September eighteenth, two thousand nine, and uh, I'll just dive into the the rundown here. Uh, so Cedar Cove is a small hamlet in West Virginia that suffered a power outage in August of 2009. Our narrator is collecting the, inf- the information of the events into a cohesive narrative. Um, when sheriff, uh, when the sheriff's wife, um, Alicia Wilson of Point Pleasant residence, uh, can't get a hold of her sister, who she has been calling on a weekly basis for seven years without fail. She alerts her husband, um, the sheriff of the Point Pleasant Police Department. Um, the sheriff and the deputy go into the town to investigate and find that the power is indeed out, and also, furthermore, that no one seems to be around, um, even at the local authority's office. Uh, eventually, they break into a home. Uh, to search, and while investigating the basement, the deputy sees someone or something and freaks out and yells at the sheriff for them to leave town. Uh, turning back to the sheriff's office outside of Cedar Cove, the uh, sheriff contacts the federal authorities and interviews his, de- his deputy on what exactly he saw, which is recorded and transcribed in the story. Um, apparently, he saw a humanoid figure but the face was upside down, um, wide-eyed and unblinking, and grinning like ear to ear in a very uncanny way. Uh, it had been staring at him, it had also been staring at him even before the flashlight was put on it. Uh, it unnerved the deputy something really fierce. This recording somehow made it out for people to hear. Um, anyway, soon the CDC were brought in, believing this to be some kind of disease. Uh, the sheriff and other deputies accompanied a team of CDC researchers back into Cedar Falls, and these events were recorded by video for the, the entire time. Uh, and we get a transcription of that. Uh, the basement uh, thing gets hostile uh, when approached and takes down a researcher. While the group retreats back to the street, the doors to all the houses in town begin opening and reveal that the entire town's population have indeed turned into these deformed crab-walking things with their heads all upside down, wide-eyed, unblinking, and stretched grins. Um, they act like animals, and even when they never, or even when they are shot and presumably killed, their face never changes its expression. 
Uh, and it's about this point when the things begin attacking the group and they have to escape with cat and they escape and the group escapes with casualties. Uh, this footage was leaked in September somehow, but is chalked up by the internet um, to a variety of skeptical reasons, like CGI or uh, some kind of a- ARG or some kind of um, uh, gr- like viral tactics for a uh, for a movie that never showed never came afterward. Um, after that, the government rolls in and the town is raised. Um, the official story is that the town contracted a mutation of the West Nile virus and no one ever hears from the victims ever again. Everything gets brushed under the rug, as it were. This material that we're reading um, is all covered by a local newspaper that the narrator puts up for, um, for, for the, uh, the tail end of the story. By the end, locals in neighboring towns comment that this misfortune was inevitable and likely caused by the close proximity the hamlet of Cedar Cove is to Icker Falls, that creepy town with its share of tragic past, and stating that like a poison surrounds that town and corrupts everything in and around it. And that's about the end of the story. It kind of ends off with that. So on to someone's favorite segment of the story of, of our of our show. Everyone tolerates the Grammar Inquisitions at this point. So I'm going to just dive into this one. Uh, When Wilson suggested that Foreman remain in the car while he had another look in the basement, Foreman screamed at him to remain and to stay away from the basement, saying that the, the thing was possibly contagious and definitely dangerous. So that's kind of a long sentence um like it's all commas uh, mm-hmm. but my big thing actually is um uh the fact that like so he says that the the thing like and the the thing is in like um single quotes mm-hmm. so it's like you, you don't need that first the because it's put in the uh the quotes mm-hmm. yeah uh and my next one here Hartman reflexively whips up the camera in the direction the he is pointing. So I think that it should be that he's pointing or that yeah. he is pointing, but mm-hmm. I'm going to take it a step further and, and even like replace that to be like in the direction the man is pointing just so yeah, like it's a little bit more clear on who is pointing. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but the only person that's pointed is the other guy. Yeah, but it's still like just for a little bit extra clarity. Uh, also, you could take it or leave it. Like you could do like th- just that he is pointing, or you could do the man is pointing. Or maybe it was meant to be like reflexively whips, whips the camera up in the direction that he was pointing because he was pointing down there before, right? Yeah, yeah, it could be mm-hmm. any of those three would work. I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then honestly, my last one um, that I care to pick up on. Um, Emergency workers were too late to save all those afflicted by the highly contagious, rapidly progressing disease, but they were thankfully successful in containing the outbreak. So successful here, it's uh, really kind of hard for me to uh, point out the the problem there, but it's honestly just, it's missing an S. Um, Successful has two S's in it, or I guess three S's if you count the first one. (laughs) Mm -hmm. There's two consecutive S's. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Uh, and that is my grammar acquisition. So, Mikey, these stands for evil. I hand you the torch. 
All right. Uh, so I have an it sentence that is also a run-on sentence. Okay. All right. So here's the quote. It had been a slow night in Point Pleasant, and Deputy Andretti would later tell investigators that the sheriff himself admitted before departing that he was only making the trip to break the tedium and anticipating his wife fretting over her sister later that night. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's one sentence. I feel like I that got that is- one too. I feel like that is something in the story that like might be worth noting for grammar inquisition is that there are a few run on sentences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, for all the run on sentences, I just read this story as um, Christopher Walken. <laughs> ah, yes. Hey, when Wilson suggested that Foreman remain in the car while he w- had another look in the basement, Foreman screamed at him to remain and to stay away from the basement saying that the the thing was possibly contagious and definitely dangerous yeah i can see that <laughs> yeah, kind, of, yeah. kind of ruins the fear or the, the spookiness <laughs> of the of the over story but <laughs> i mean what if something horrible happened to christopher walken you know to be fair actually i say that but like i've i've watched a horror movie with him in it called uh communion and yeah. He does the same thing. It's like, there's something in my room. I don't think I want it in my room. Yeah. <laughs> and it is a creepy scene because he's like under hypnosis um, and like telling the telling the therapist about it. And like it's showing like flashbacks to that scene of like an alien kind of coming into his room. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I guess I could see that. Yeah, I guess it's, it's like hit or miss sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's like a flipping of that coin of horror and comedy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. so, did you rewrite that um, that sentence, Mikey? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, well, I did. Uh, Deputy Andretti would later tell investigators that it had been a slow night in Point Pleasant, and Sheriff himself admitted he was only making the trip to break the tedium. Period. There's a comma in there in that break. Plus, mm-hmm. comma, he was anticipating his wife fretting over her sister later that night. Mm-hmm. Just broke it up into two sentences with a yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that's really just what needs to happen for some of these. Is just like kind of just break your your sentence up with more than just commas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, yeah. as a a very slight note on reading that, um, it, it says like Deputy Andretti would later tell investigators blah 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 blah. Um, sorry, it would say Deputy Andretti would later tell investigators like stuff about um the sheriff. So as soon as I read that, I'm like, okay, the sheriff's dead. Otherwise, the deputy wouldn't have had to speak for the sheriff after the fact. But, oh, yeah, I guess he does. Yeah, I guess he, he does yeah, die. But, <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah, it is kind of a tease to like what happens in the second bout of uh, travel to see catch though. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, like that was even before they left. Oh, yeah. That was before they even left the first time. That's fair. Yeah. But yes, please continue. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I didn't find any front butts. And all the front ends were also dialogue, so they get a pass. I don't have any more Grammar Inquisitions. All right. Well, I guess, uh, Gamer, you can continue your Grammar in Yellow. Okay. Um, did you get the one that said, according to Wilson, Foreman appeared to be hysterical? Because you've read that as Christopher Walken. It's the one that's the, the thing. Okay, I'm looking at... Hang on, where is it? Uh, when Wilson suggested that Foreman 
remain in the car while he had another look into the basement. Foreman screamed at him to remain. Yeah, I, what's the issue? <laughs> it's a massive run-on. Oh, I know. I commented on that right at the very beginning. Okay, that's why I was asking you if you comment if you commented on this sentence because I missed it. Yeah, I did comment on the sentence. I just didn't. I didn't fix it. <laughs> cool. So, well, um, the part you missed, unless you said that as well, um, is when it says like in at least a mild state of shock when Wilson suggested when is capitalized for some reason. Oh, yeah. Huh. It's almost yep. like there was a period there. Was there then, not? Then nope. it got taken away oh okay yeah because i think I, that's why I, why I think why i grabbed it at that point was because i thought that was the start of the sentence nope <laughs> oh, okay wow so it's even longer shit yep okay it's pretty bad yep my uh rewrite is according to wilson comma foreman appeared okay actually first of all the dude's name being foreman's annoying is it just me i mean that's a last <laughs> name oh i know but it's also a a, t- a job title yeah it's like Baker or <laughs> like, I know, okay. but I'm just saying it's <laughs> you, you slightly found annoying. personally annoying. <laughs> personally. Yes. But anyways, yeah. according to Wilson, Foreman appeared to be hysterical and in, and in at, at least a mild state of shock period. Wilson suggested that Foreman remain in the car while he did another look in the basement period. Foreman screamed at him and remain and to remain and from to stay away from the basement comma saying that the thing removed the though that was there was possibly contagious and definitely dangerous yeah that's a much better it gives you some breaks to breathe yep all right then i guess we'll move on to afterthoughts that was actually surprisingly like succinct uh grammar position like we it was really just the focus the, the focus was really just that first section <laughs> yeah um all right on to my actual th- or on to actual thoughts uh so i'm gonna start with this one here so uh nobody thought much of the town's silence at first so he only brought one deputy with him. And this is in regards to like the idea of, or like the, 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 the trope of like a town going dark, basically. And then people from the outside going to investigate. And this type of creepypasta or scary story has, is becoming a regular on our show. I'm noticing like it's, it's almost a subgenre in creepypasta. Yeah, it kind of is like the whole town that goes silent or missing uh, is definitely a recurring trope. I'm noticing. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I don't hate it. I, it, it is a good setup for a for a mystery involving a town. Um, hell, that sort of thing has been popular in horror and urban legends since Roanoke. Um, and I'm sure there are stories and accounts of missing people and and mysterious ghost towns earlier than than the than the settler than like the settlement of of America and stuff. So yeah, it's just a. Uh, I just wanted to note on like the fact that like I'm I'm realizing that like that is. A, a common trope, but not a, a not a bad one. In creepypasta, is the uh, the missing town. Um, and my next one here is actually uh, the uh, the interview, or it's it's from the interview with uh, Wilson and Foreman. Uh, so, uh, Wilson, what about its face? Was there something unusual about it? Some markings? Uh, Foreman is inaudible. Wilson, what's that? Speak up, son. Foreman whispering, "It's upside down." Wilson. His face is upside down. Foreman, still whispering. It was all there. Eyes, nose, mouth, and everything. But it was wrong. The eyes caught me first. But above those, the mouth. It was grinning so wide it was impossible. And it was upside down. The mouth was stretched so wide 
You could see every fucking tooth in his mouth crying now. And I swear it was grinning at me like it knew we were coming and it was just waiting for us. And it, and then the story ends. I, I generally got a, a chill reading this description. Um, and I think it's a personal thing because I, it brings me back to the, those uncanny images and videos you you can find online of, of things like the exorcist crab walk, um, like down the stairs, like when the, the possessed, um, um, uh, girl, um, begins just crab walking down the stairs. I find that very, that kind of like movement, very unnerving. Um, and even like you can find videos of people, um, walking uncannily like that on all fours. Um, and with like creepy face masks on, um, like that just, that should just like really creeps me personally. And I think that was like, probably why I found this part really effective as like a spooky thing, but it's also kind of plays on the uncanny Valley angle that people have. So maybe other people also found it creepy like that. This description talks nothing about the crab walk, though. No, mm-hmm. but it does talk about the uh, the face like being upside down and stuff like that, which I also find rather creepy because it's Fair. Again, like a, a wrong thing. And then like yeah, later on in uh, the story when we find when we get the whole town people like walking like that, it's just ugh. Like I get I'm getting shivers just thinking about it now. <laughs> well, I think the the issue that uh, gamer is bringing out is that at that point. Uh, the guy could just be standing there with an upside down face, so he's not crab walking or anything. No, just yeah. I'm sorry, my there. my examples like, were were more for like what happens later, but yeah, um, yeah, like still like the 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 idea of like somebody whose face is upside down is still kind of is very also very creepy, and then they just added it later, or they added onto it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess the bottom line I was just saying is like the the imagery described on like what is wrong with these townsfolk like both like the first contact and like the later contact was effective for me <laughs> as a, as a horror story. Mm. Um, and then my next one here, um, oh, in the interests of medical history and proper analysis, Dr. Hartman suggested that the investigation be videotaped. His report, his recording from that night is the single most important document pertaining to this incident. So honestly, like reading through the story, I wouldn't have mind like if somebody took the story and turned it into like a mockumentary style found footage film of the incident, it kind of is as it is, but it's just like a written version of it. Um, like having someone uh, who's like collecting the materials and is displaying it for the audit for an audience, like in a, uh, in a documentary style way, kind of like um, the movies, uh, the Poughkeepsie tapes and Antrim where um, it's a, it's a fake documentary on a fictional event, but it uses like, video and transcription or video and recordings of um, like from like victims and from like in the incident itself to uh, to tell the story in like an epistolary way. And it, honestly, this story just is like basically just the found footage style. Um, uh, it, it's basically a found footage film, but like in a written form. Uh, and I really liked that aspect of it. A lot of my stuff's going to be more positive. So just FYI, or if it hasn't been, or hasn't been uh, clear enough <laughs> thus far. I mean, I wouldn't say the entire thing is found footage. It's basically found footage after the the point that um, the police get back from investigating the town. Yeah, no, that's that's why I say I, it's more of a mockumentary style because like they're collecting the footage after the fact. Like it, the footage, it's 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 found footage in that it's that genre, but it's like a subgenre of that where it's um, like a mockumentary style presentation of the events that happened in the past. 
mm-hmm. and somebody's like kind of collecting all the uh, the information they can and putting it into a narrative. Um, so basically, in this story, it, like it, it is just an epistolary style story where somebody is giving us different angles of the same narrative, or get, telling giving us different like um, different mediums technically um, of the of the events to try and like help tell the narrative of the events. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my next one here, the sheriff is indignant, pointing out that even laymen know rabies isn't an airborne disease, but Hartman backed up by his assistance remains adamant, citing his superior authority. And so this is regards to like when, when Hartman suggests that the entire town be um, sealed off. Um, and I guess the sheriff never saw 28 days later where, it doesn't need to be airborne; just needs to be communicative, like uh, some kind of communicative disease by some means. So, like quarantining the pro- the town probably isn't a bad idea. And then I read the rest of it; it's like, yeah, that uh, the town needs to be quarantined, <laughs> needs to be sealed off. Good. He was saying that it's not airborne. Yeah, because they like the guy was trying to like call it off as like it was rabies, but then he was, uh, and he and they're trying to seal it off. And the sheriff was pointing it out that it was it's rabies isn't airborne, so the town should be fine. Like you don't have to seal it up. But then later we get the uh, the, the 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 herd rush of the uh, the townsfolk. Yeah, I think they should have like sealed off the doors regardless, just because there's fucking monsters in there. Yeah, if exactly. being airborne or not, that doesn't matter. Yeah. All uh, right, and then my next one. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole paragraph I I put down, but basically it's uh, when the footage got leaked online. Um, it was, it was met by, um, by criticism, um, and like comments and stuff that saying it was like some kind of a hoax or it was a publicity stunt by some, some group of CGI artists and our trailer for a horror movie yet to appear or some kind of ARG. And honestly, yeah. Like, and I, I think we did this, uh, with game of tag, um, a few weeks back or like some time back. Um, and it's honestly a very a very reasonable reaction of, uh, to give for like the internet climate of spooky videos and like images nowadays. It's like, yeah, most of the time people aren't going to believe it's real. They're just going to think it's some kind of a fake because we live in a, a rational world. <laughs> mm. And so it's it's nice to have that kind of like grounding, I guess, in like uh, in terms of like the uh, the conspiracy of the the story or the horror of the story. Uh, and then this one, yeah, this quote here. The next one I'm going to do is kind of. A little topical. Um, Dr. Steinberg, who issued the statement, commented that we might take some cold comfort from the fact that this disease essentially annihilated itself, killing most of its carriers too quickly to spread effectively. However, torching the town was seen as a necessary precaution, as a mutant virus might have remained dormant in uh, porous surfaces exposed to infected bodily fluids. The surviving inhabitants were transported to an undisclosed location to be properly quarantined. And yeah, kind of reading the story, oof, like this this virus containment scenario is a bit more chilling today for me than it might have been like a decade ago when the story came out. Um, what, what's more is that the use of the of this cover as a as a way to conceal the truth of Cedar Cove um, is also kind of creepy to me because it's exactly what it what anti-mask pandemic deniers currently ca- are calling out to like when like they say like oh wear a mask and stuff like that like they're, it's it's just they're uh calling out that it's a um uh, it's a way for the government to cover up something or to like keep us keep us uh at bay 
and keep us under control. So the story is the entire world at bay and under control. Yeah, basically, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the story is surprisingly relevant, or at least a little spookier for me, with the extra baggage on my mind in um in the year of our Lord, Cthulhu, (laughs) twenty twenty. Um, yeah, just strangely topical. (laughs) Future cultist here, here at El Dente Rigamortis. We would like to say, wear a goddamn mask, especially in times of a pandemic. Thank you. And then my next one here. So, uh, indeed, the outside world only noticed that something was amiss when one Alicia Wilson, widow of late Sheriff Graham Wilson of Pine Falls, uh, couldn't reach her sister by telephone. Wait, I thought that she and her, her husband, the sheriff, was in Point Pleasant. Is this also a cover-up? Like, in because this is in the newspaper article. So, is this a cover-up part, or is this just a continuity error in the story? <laughs> Wait, it says they're from a different town. Yeah, like at the beginning of the story, it says that they're from Point Pleasant, but in the news report, they say that uh, that Graham Wilson and Alicia Wilson were were in Pine Falls. Uh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe they live in Pine Falls, but he works in, in um... Point Pleasant. Yeah, or maybe maybe they live in Point Pleasant, but uh, but he works at Pine Falls because he doesn't actually ever say wh- the town that he's a sheriff of. It just it just we kind of it, it kind of leaves you to assume that because it says that Alicia Wilson lives in in Point Pleasant and she called her her husband, who's the sheriff, to go investigate. So my my guess here is that one, um, this was part of the cover up to kind of like keep it away from the area. By the by, the government, and so that's what the there's some like false information being given, or two, uh, it's a continuity error <laughs> uh, in the story itself by the author, or three, like you said, um, maybe uh, it's the sheriff, like he's the sheriff of Pine Falls, but they live in Point Pleasant <laughs> for some reason. Because yeah, at the story yeah. it says Alicia uh, Alicia Wilson of neighboring Point Pleasant. Yeah. And Point Pleasant comes up a few times in this. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's just weird that they just drop a new town name for, for where he works. Just the newspaper fucking it up, I'd say. Yeah. Well, and that could be, again, like part of a cover-up, or it could just be like, um, yeah, the newspaper fucking up, or maybe the uh, the writer kind of just maybe. accidentally putting in a wrong name. Maybe he meant Pine Falls the whole time, like to have like another town nearby, uh, but decided to go with like Point Pleasant, which is an actual town. Um, it's actually where the Mothman is, <laughs> um, but yeah. So, and then this is my my last one here. Um, on such uh, one such relative who wishes to remain anonymous commented that the town's doom was only a matter of time. Neighbors such as theirs weren't sick. I guess that I, I can never remember what that is. The at the in brackets and then S I C. Um, uh, I think it's just what? like uh, I think it's a qu- I think it's like how newspapers like quote people. Um, um, it's basically like when someone's saying something about a subject material that the quote itself doesn't clarify. Gotcha. Okay. So honestly, that's a typo because they should have a K at the end. It's talking about people being sick. No, no, I no, it's it, well, I know <laughs> SIC in comments is actually um something that newspapers use for quoting people's like dialogue. So. Anyway, I'll continue. No way they could hope to avoid what was coming. It's poison. I tell you, that place poisons everything and everybody around it. I tried talking sense into my baby brother. I told him to take his family and leave with me, but 
he wouldn't hear it and now he's gone so first off let's yeah so did you do we have any clarification on sick uh, apparently an adverb donating that um something is quoted as is including mistakes okay so sort of how we do our quotes <laughs> all right um, i don't understand why it's like midway through the freaking quote yeah. that's why i thought they were talking about somebody the, being the sick. way it's worded too it says neighbors such as theirs weren't sick no way they could have they could hope to avoid what was coming like yeah it almost sounds like it's meant to be actually like they weren't sick as in cough cough yeah that's what's throwing me off it's very confusing okay yeah here's a, here's another one yeah sic is a latin term meaning thus and is used to indicate that something incorrectly written is intentionally being left in as in the original sic okay. is used is usually italicized and always surrounded by brackets to indicate that it was not part of the original. Place SIC right after the error. Example, she wrote, they made their sick beds. Like their beds, but T-H-E-R-E. Gotcha. So it should be right after. So weren't is apparently uh, a typo. Okay. Because oh, it should be weren't? <laughs> like, yeah, because weren't, I think, is like... Uh, kind of like a hick or like a uh, like a, a local a localization of like um, neighbors such as theirs were not no we're in that is really wait whoa <laughs> yeah neighbors such as theirs were not no way they could hope yeah. <laughs> but I could hear some, but like when I hear like it's like weren't no weren't no way they could hear they could hope to avoid it's like I, I've heard people say that like use that in in dialogue so. I think that's probably why that sick was there. It's just so like uh, the the newspaper can cover their ass of like, hey, we didn't do this. This typo is purposeful because it was a quote, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Thing. So okay, so it's actually done properly in this. It is. Uh, so we learned a thing. Yay! I, I'm surprised. I, sh- I should know that because I might I have some background in newspapers, <laughs> but some, yeah, some, some, yeah, some, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, sorry. Getting back to like my original like reason why I quoted this section. Um, I had an inkling that this might have something to do with the chemical accident past of Vicar Falls. Like that's why like the, the mutations and stuff were happening, even though it's not really concretely denied or, or, or concretely defined as the cause. Um, I like how it's put in here by the end to sort of like lean in that direction. Um, like perhaps it's also insinuating that it was maybe caused by shining one's influence in the mist around Icker Falls. Cause in, in the one origin story to like the, the all the weirdness of Icker Falls from like way back when we, uh, we covered those story those, those stories. Um, it said that shining one's soul or spirit um, was like, kind of like was loose and like tainting the world, the tainting the land around it. So, uh, so trickster put a bunch of mist around Icker Falls to hide, like to conceal that kind of stuff. And it's mentioned in this story at the very beginning, though, very like just offhandedly, that uh, a strange mist covers up the area at the beginning, or like, or like before all this starts happening, and like mm-hmm. when the power goes out. So it could be like either something to do with the chemical poisoning that Icker Falls has uh, has in its uh, geog- in its in its location, or it could maybe be something more supernatural and like more, um, more more insidious. Like more, there might be more of a, a nefarious um, plot at work that's just it's just kind of being put into the subtext of the story. Um, yeah, it's sort of like telling us the source um, and the link to Icker Falls without doing it directly. Like it's in the subtext 
which I like. I found it kind of interesting. But enough positivity. That was my actual thoughts. Guys, what do you got? <laughs> Mikey? All right. So the first thing here, and this is, let me just double check it. I believe it was in the first uh, paragraph. There was things that I had to look up. I was like, oh, geez, I hope this story isn't going to have a bunch of stuff that I have to look up. Yep, I made the same, uh, same uh, note as well. Which, which uh, words were you had to look up? Uh, at least two that yeah. I can see at the start here. Yeah. Kavit uh, lector, which basically means reader beware. Yeah. And parsimonious. Yeah, yep. parsimonious. Yep. And you didn't you knew what both those were? Yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. I, I do yeah, I do read a lot of like I I mean I, I do read a lot of like uh what is the what's the term for them? Um uh ye- yellow prose, like basically like Lovecraft or like turn of the century di- uh text have a lot of like uh like ten cent words because they were literally being paid by the by like by the word. <laughs> so they put yeah. in a lot of advanced words. So, or like a lot of like a lot of complicated old-fashioned words. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just those two at the beginning. I was like, uh, I hope I don't have to keep looking up words. And then you'll found two, or there, was there more? <laughs> uh, I only found those. There was two. at least one more. Uh, do you have one more? Do you want to speak up now? I don't know where it is, so you just go ahead. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I found it. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Balk, B-A-L-K. I had to yeah. look up. Which is hesitant or unwilling to accept an idea or undertaking. Yep. Mm-hmm. So you're learning words. Yay, words. <laughs> Usually that's a positive on our show. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will kind of, I will, I will say here that like, I did, as I was reading, I was like, wow, this person's like really just going like the, uh, the Lovecraft uh, route of just like being very like, trying to be very like antiquated in the way he's writing this sto- the, like his presentation <laughs> he's getting paid for a letter apparently yeah that being said in that in the case of bulk balk i guess no it's bulk and it's pronounced bulk great i love words that sound the same welcome to have... the english language gamer <laughs> why isn't it balk because <laughs> nothing else means balk regardless <laughs> i personally like that word because it is a small word that summarizes you would need to use way more words to explain. Yes. And as we all so, know, he's just like, I got things to do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't got time for the, for these long fancy words. For the, for the for this long amount of this long sentence. I need I just need like a single word to just like give everything, all the details. Yeah. I need more balk in my life. And it's balk, because fuck you. <laughs> oh god. It's going back to our Christopher Walken uh mispronunciation of words. <laughs> Would yeah, you like some champagne? <laughs> if he's allowed to do it, I'm allowed to do it. Time to move on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> All right. And then my next uh, notes here uh, are from sort of the end of the story. So I guess the uh, newspaper clippings. Uh, how the people of Cedar Cove came to be exposed to a strain of West Nile virus years after the last documented case, we may never know. Uh, West Nile like virus is still active. Yeah. I think <laughs> but, maybe like before, because I, mean, I, I do remember 
in the before times, before the, the this pandemic, there were other potential pandemics or epidemics um, in the early 2000s. Um, and I do recall like West Nile virus being one of those like potential issue, like potential viruses that like everybody was afraid of. Mm-hmm. So, but, but there yeah. may have been a period when it was quote unquote killed, but it may have come back. And that's yeah. in between this being written. Yeah, where like the media would have like boasted like, "Hey, we've we've fig- we've we've no one has to worry anymore. We've we've solved the West Nile problem, even though we really kind of didn't. It's, it was still around." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, like I, I did a quick look, and in Canada there was cases last year. I don't think there's been many cases this year because not as many people have been out and about. So. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense, and and honestly, that's just because like it's it's a strain that uh, comes from mosquitoes, so. I know that we did basically like 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 the mosquito population like for like those years that happened when West Nile was a big problem like people were basically like dr- like getting rid of all the the water sources like all the still water um uh sorry the stagnant water that um that uh that mosquitoes like to breed in um so mm-hmm. I know like that was there was like basically the mosquito population did drop uh, uh, and that as a result it it uh the West Nile virus stuff um slowed down but yeah Really, just has been kind of like uh, last few decades have just been nothing but like, kind of like disease-based uh, disasters. <laughs> I think about it. a whole bunch of mini ones. Yeah. yeah, a whole bunch of mini ones leading up to this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so my next uh, actual thought here, and here's the quote: uh, "Acre Falls is no good, and everybody with an ounce of sense should pack up right now and just go wherever their nose leads them." Like, okay, Toucan Sam. Just follow your nose. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Toucan Sand. He's part of the SNTF. He, he's uh, he's monitoring Icker Falls uh, on the uh, the outskirts in one of the neighboring towns. <laughs> yeah, and he can sniff where um, like a trail leads to a safe place. That's yeah. his whole thing. Ah, yeah, yeah. He smells safety. Yeah, All right. I have no problem so- with that. <laughs> <laughs> Toucan Sam is a member of the Supernatural Task Force. All right. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, and my uh, last actual thought here is that um, Cedar Cove could theoretically be uh, the afternote or aftermath of Candle Cove 3D. Because, uh, <laughs> okay. So, Candle Cove, same universe. Yeah. Um, And we have mist. So, what if that mist was static? Reality static? Static for the world. Oh, God. So, wait. Ah. You're you're not wrong. (laughs) This white hazy thing that goes over top of what you're trying to see. Yeah, it's like white noise. Because like white yeah. noise is just static in audio, so mist is just static in reality. <laughs> also, I'm I'm now thinking back on the um, uh, I don't think this has any bearing on this, maybe, but like in one of the Digimon seasons where like Digimon start returning, like coming into the real world, and it was taking a lot more like kind of like a horror kind of thing, and like a, a mist or a fog would open up, and it was kind of like static as it came in, as the and it was basically like the the rift opening up between the digital world and the real world. <laughs> So, it's surprisingly possible in this strange supernatural world of Vicar Falls. Mm-hmm. Damn you, sir. 
Mm. All right, and that's pretty much all I have. So onwards to Game of Yellow. Wait, 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 hang on. So, like, so you're proposing? So, just so we have some clarity on like your last statement. Um, your proposal here is that the um that the the disease or the mutation of the townsfolk is caused by Candle Cove rather than like any of the other possible Icker Falls sources. Yeah, well, it's specifically the exposure to Candle Cove 3D. Ah. Um, that did it because basically the the mist moved in, everybody saw it, and then they mutated. It, yeah, <laughs> or I don't even know if they like. I guess they kind of mutated. It's it's more like they just kind of like, um, it, it's not so much mutated as they just like their bodies just started doing things that the body doesn't do. <laughs> Mutated. Is it really? Because like I don't. Because they're it, they, their heads, are, their faces are upside down. Oh, I think I, I, I also think their faces are only upside down because they're crab walking <laughs> and looking straight up and looking straight ahead, like turning yeah. like their necks have bent back and like they're because it shows like you can see like the bruising on their joints where their their uh, limbs like snapped back to do that. Oh, that's way less cool. I, I know, but it's it's also kind of creepy because, like, oh god, they're still alive. They're just, like, they've broken their bodies in order to do this. It, it's a kind of mutation, I guess, but it's more of, like, something is controlling them or, or like, has taken over. It's literally just, like, exorcist shit. Yeah. Oh. Are you... Well done. Are you, are, are you disappointed now? Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> See, I find it still yeah. creepy. I still find it creepy, but that's interesting that you don't that find that creepy yeah it's not that it's like not creepy or not it's just it's a lot less creative now i guess and a lot more know. believable yeah <laughs> is it more believable well the crab walking is yeah and the but, upside down face yeah well and there is actually maybe there is some mutating because like it shows like their um like their their backs and stuff are, are like their bodies are like bent up in like in in bizarre ways so like there is still some kind of a transformation it's just not as uh fantastical as like a full-on full-blown mutation mm-hmm. gamer have we have we just like ruined this for you a little bit that's fine okay well just all right that, that's your end of yours right mikey yep <laughs> okay well gamer you're you're up what's the point anymore i know <laughs> Control A, delete. (laughs) No, no. All right, well, um, like Mikey, when I was um, starting to read this, um, I was seeing that the first paragraph was, like, very flowery and very Mm overwordy, which was unfortunate because I started reading this at, like, 8 o'clock this morning. I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) I know, that's on me, but it's fine. But just because of how overwordy it is, I... I found myself stumbling a couple of times on the first paragraph and I didn't bother like copying any quotes in specifically because it's not like the sentence was written wrong. It's just written in a way that's kind of hard to read. Yeah. Like you have to read it really slowly. You can't just kind of go quickly, which may have been my problem because I was trying to power through. Yeah. I'm going to say that's, that's, sort of a sort of an, uh, like a situational issue because <laughs> you were also like rushed to read this for, because you, we have to jump you had to jump on the show <laughs> so i mean i had tons of time but yeah but even reading no, like, at my normal rush. speed which isn't like super slow i, I just I, I felt like i was tripping okay, and i fair. don't i, I don't i should have quoted some i don't remember specifically where it doesn't matter either way okay moving on uh hey we learned about that thing 
Well, I, I, I guess I could kind of bring this up. The whole Kvet Lecter thing. Um, yeah. And let the reader beware and all that. And my note on that was essentially, okay, I learned a thing, but why? Why didn't it just say reader beware? Why did it have to be complicated? Because the person, I think, wanted to be more fancy with their presentation. <laughs> okay, but they're not getting graded on this, you know? <laughs> I know, but <laughs> like, like, still, like, I mean, people don't also, people don't like write like this just to be graded and stuff. They also write this because they like that kind of writing. Like it, it, it does throw it off a little bit because this is te- this is clearly modern day, and people generally don't write this way unless they're being like really like for they they really want to do like a yellow pro or a purple pro. That's what it is, not yellow pro. Purple pro where it's um, yellow would be better though. Yeah, of course. Well, yellow I think <laughs> is what I, what I thought because a lot of those pulps and like a lot of those like those stories were written on yellow paper. Um, but like it's called mm-hmm. purple pro because it's like very very like. Uh, anachronistically written and like kind of fancifully written um but yeah it's it it, yeah there is an issue here with the uh the writing just in terms of like it kind of has a character all of its own (laughs) like even though the narrator who is the person that's putting all this together i guess isn't actually in the story they have character development or not development but they have character yeah yeah which is kind of nice in a way because then it's not just a, a narrator that just has no it's just it's not just a dude stating facts and you don't get to see anything about them yeah at least if if it's something yeah Yeah, it's it's less textbook and more like actually story or like there's more of a story to the the very narrator that we're like learning all this information about Mm -hmm. or from rather yep and then my next one is also kind of on the same vein about uh parsimonious so when i looked that up it said stingy or cheap was the definition yep so Reading that sentence, it doesn't make sense. Could you read it? Because I, I want. I, it's been a hot minute since I read that part. So okay, um, this sort of bleeds in my next one because I was going to bring up the sentence. So I'm sure even the most skeptical reader will agree that the following is the most parsimonious telling that accounts for all of the known facts. So what are you even saying here? You're you're sure that the most skeptical reader will believe that the info here is the bare minimum of what needs to be told? Yeah, because I think because it does mention earlier that um, a lot there's a lot of rumor and 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 like rumor and conjecture and story uh, like about this. And this he's this character, this narrator is trying to gather as many of the base facts so that you can get the straightest um, like narrative of what happened in Cedar Cove in, in the Cedar Cove incident. Okay, but what what does someone's belief have to do with this? With with his apparent stinginess of using only necessary words. Well, of whether Mr. Or not parsimonious. You, yeah. <laughs> whether or not you you uh, I think I think it's like not belief in like what you believe. I think it's more like like even the most skeptic about like what happened like of like the weirdness that happened in in, in yes. Cedar Hall, like or Cedar Cove. Um you'll uh you'll you'll get all of the like all of the um the facts like as as ba- as straight as you can as the as this guy can write them um to tell the narrative that uh, of of what happened um so that like you might believe like what's going on um and not buy into the con- the the cover up that happened i guess i, I don't know i guess it, again i think it's because of the flowery writing <laughs> that it kind of mm-hmm. doesn't drill home enough <laughs> or doesn't like it just uh, yeah. it doesn't seem like it's fitting if the intent is trying to get at the word stingy or cheap because look at it 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 has so many words everywhere you know it's not being stingy on its words at all 
However, through my confusion of this whole situation here, I looked a bit further into the word parsimonious, and there is a secondary um, definition where uh, uh, passimology, which is in psychology, is explaining something with the fewest assumptions possible, which I believe okay. is what so, they're trying to get at. Yeah, because they're trying to get all the fa- just all the facts like that. It's just the facts. No assumptions is what's going on. Just here's here's what happened. And there's no like commentary from the narrator as to what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So that one makes more sense than mm. being stingy because this is not a stingy story no. in the least. That being said, um, I made an assumptions counter. Uh-oh. Because <laughs> I've counted six assumptions that I've made throughout this story that I had to make. Okay. Even though it's apparently written very parsimoniously. Yes. Uh, by assumptions counter one, the land lines are down. So when... I'm probably going to be bleeding into my other notes on this. I probably will be, actually. So I'll just move on. Because I'll be coming up with those while I'm going along. Okay, so you're just, so just going to, like, ding! <laughs> Number two. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'll have okay. a counter going. All right, yeah. Go for it. Uh, okay, I talked about that. So, all right. So, uh, paragraph one of the story. Um, it's sort of still on parsimonious. It's just for this last second. When I first read okay. it, I thought it was in regards to the stinginess of the words. That was my first um, definition I looked up. And then I'm like, okay, but this first paragraph was so wordy. How could I reword this and have it actually be stingy on words? And through me rewording it, I saved 380 characters. Jesus. And it's <laughs> still very readable, and it says all the things. I'll just read it right now. Between August 11th it. and 14th, 2009, Cedar Cove's power grid failed and all contact with the outside world was lost. Even though the landline phones should work, which I'll go, go into, even though the town's power was notoriously unreliable, this failure couldn't be explained. On top of the power outage, a thick, tenacious mist covered the town. Cedar Cove was normally a sunny town. A brisk northern wind would have blown the mist away, but it was unseasonably cold, overcast, with a slow southwesterly wind. And that cut it down almost in half. Because it is so... You're being very shrewd with your words. Yeah, it's being very unparsimoniously <laughs> with its actual <laughs> wording. As you can tell, that word annoyed me. So yeah, Parsimonious is definitely going to be our word of the day. It really is, yes. And then um, in regards to the landlines I was bringing up, in regards to how um, there's no assumptions, I had to assume that the landlines were dead in this. Because during a power outage, the landlines go, don't go down. You can still use a telephone. But it says all yeah. contact with the outside world was lost, and her sister couldn't call or nothing. So the landlines were down? I, I'm not, I'm not going to no. fight your, your contradiction there, or like your, your issue there. But like, I think it might also be the fact that like, the, there's a common misconception that if the power goes out, you lose your phone. Yeah. Because personally, I always for, forget that. <laughs> Even well, though I don't even have a, a landline anymore. Yeah, I don't either, but I just remember it always works. <laughs> yeah, the key is with the landline, you have to have a wired phone. And with the advent of wireless phones that require power, when the power goes out, a lot of people lose their landline as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is also in 2009. 
and there were like cell phones and stuff too, you know. Yeah, and so wire, wireless house phones. Yeah, wireless house phones were still pretty prevalent during this time period. I know, but there were still cellular phones as well. Yeah, yeah, but not as much as nowadays. Yeah, well, but this is all whisked away by the fact that everyone in the town has sort of lost the ability to use phones. That's fine. Yeah, but I'm totally fine with that. It's just it's saying that all can all contact with the outside world was lost, which is making me assume that people in town, when this fog came in and the power went out, they attempted to contact the outside and were not able to. Or, or rather, it should be that no one on the outside could contact the inside, the, the people in the town. Yes, mm-hmm. that would make perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So, I guess slightly different wording would actually change that quite a bit. Yeah. Yep. It would make it a little bit less of an assumption. Mm-hmm. Which is apparently all I was able to freaking do reading this. <laughs> so moving on, uh, the power failure could not have occurred before the eleventh, if one Alicia Wilson of neighboring Point Pleasant is to be believed. Uh, why put the focus on her? Like I assume if there was a power outage in the town, the entire town would know about it, and I assume people in the town would be calling to report the outage as well. So they could know exactly when the power went out just based on incoming calls. Except it does bring up that most of the people in that town don't have many relatives outside of the town. Like it's a very insular kind of community. And yeah, okay, again, it's, but it's like if they're all gone, like if they've or if they've all like been changed to the way they were they are, they wouldn't this be before sending the out change. Hmm? What? This is before the change. No, this this happen it's it's presuming that like the the reason the power outage is happening, like the power outage is, is connected to whatever change happened. So, I, I know that I know that after reading the entire story, but at the point of me reading this, I was saying why like why wouldn't they phone in in regards to the power outage? It, it doesn't matter okay. how yeah. solitary your town is. If the power goes out, you're gonna call the power whoever's supplying your power and say that there's a power outage. Some people will, at least. That's my whole point. And because of that, they would have note of when calls came in. Because if they didn't just immediately turn into monsters and there was just a power outage first, people would be calling in. But because we don't have a first-person perspective of anyone in the town at the moment of things happening, they may have not had a chance to do that because it may have just got terrible immediately and not just been a power outage. Mm -hmm. Sure. But me reading this from a from the perspective I'm at, at the place I'm at in the story, it just seemed like the power went out and no one really cared, which was yeah. weird. So upon arriving at uh, Cedar Cove, Sheriff Wilson called in according to protocol, saying that he and Deputy Foreman were heading for the guest house. So I'm assuming that the call on the radio went through. Otherwise, it would have been stated that the radio wasn't working now that they're in town. Yeah. Yeah. Because this town has, well, quote unquote, lost contact with the outside world and such. Okay, the the radio works on a different frequency and whatnot. So, uh, like, um, yeah, you know, here's the long talkies. and short of it. Just, just hang on. I'm gonna let you finish. But um, here's the long and short of it. I thought that I thought, and I was wanting this whole blackout of this town to be some sort of supernatural, supernatural phenomenon where the entire town is just put in a bubble and no um no signals can go in or out of the town 
that's what I was wanting to believe this entire time. That's why every time it shows up, it comes up saying that communication is still working. It's making me think back to the start where it's saying that this town lost contact with the outside world because I've but, read stories in the past which have been that. Well, maybe uh, it was supposed to be a bubble, but the uh, Supernatural Task Force put Bob in control. Oh, no. And uh-huh. and he just, he, he, he messed up. <laughs> he done everyone saw him mess up. <laughs> So to kill everyone, <laughs> and then he, he's that's why they're all all their limbs are all broken in like different angles, and that's why they're all like crab walking around. <laughs> yeah, they're all just like help us. Yeah, it, it's actually a, it's it's a mix of like uh, of the, uh, the 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 poison or whatever that's afflicted the town, and also Bob. <laughs> yep, I can see it. Not really, but I can see it. So then, uh, moving on, we get to the situation where um, since Foreman would not be calmed, this is after he got spooked. And the situation in Cedar Cove was obviously more than two men could deal with. Sheriff Wilson decided to return to Point Pleasant's sheriff station. So, oh, so he does work at the point in Point Pleasant. Yes, yes, he does. Confirmation there. Cool. Good to know. So, in an emergency situation, because the sheriff has claimed this an emergency situation, hence why he shot the door down. Wouldn't they just call for backup a lot faster? Because they had to waste upwards of an hour of driving, just go back to um, the station and be like, Hey guys, we need help. Mm, yeah. Unless, unless they, this is something that maybe could have been added in the story is like, there's no, like for some reason, maybe the mist and whatnot in the town is causing the um, communication to be like, um, just negated. But the communication worked. He radioed in earlier. He radioed in inward, but when you try to radio outward, it doesn't work. That would have been something that could have been brought up in the story, like to actually like make that to kind of give that a little bit more credence. I, I don't know what you mean by radio inward and outward. So like, what do you like mean, people, you mean... people can can try people can. It's like it, it's tr- like the maybe the mist. I, I'm just kind of guessing here for like the sake of argument. Um, You're assuming. Yes, I'm assuming. I will make an ass of you and me. <laughs> um, uh, the mist that came in is like the bubble. That, uh, but it tur- it makes communication a one way trip. No, so like people can send messages inward, but they won't be able to receive anything coming out of the out of the um, uh, out of the town. But my point I was saying before is he did send out because he he reported that okay we're in town and he sent that message out, okay. saying oh we're yeah. doing this and that it's dark like he did all that. So it would have been and a little I'll- more coherent if it had been otherwise. What? Like it would have been a little bit more coherent if that hadn't been the fa- the, the the case. I guess basically yeah. just it, the radio worked before, and there was no mention of the radio not working because they don't just. I believe, as far as I know, I'm not a police officer. That when you radio in, you tell them something, and then they say okay, like they confirm that they got the information. So because that wasn't mentioned at the start, radios worked. So they could have just radioed for backup. Fair. Yeah, but. The fact that they called in the CDC means they probably had to go back to the office, look up the CDC number. Also, and... the the deputy was freaking out, wanting to leave the town entirely, and the sheriff's one guy. So it might have just been like a thing of like, I'm just going to get out of here and we're going to come back. It was just a lot of waste of time and um, Berkeley police officers, in my opinion. Fair. Because like, they could have just left town and gone just out of town and just stopped and waited for backup. 
if they if he didn't want to stay in town. There was other options. Yeah. It was just and even when there was just a lot of time wasted with this because even when they left, they went all the way back and then they sat him down and had a chat with him. Meanwhile, the entire town is potentially being killed by this monster because they don't know what's going on. Yeah. There's just a lot of farting around. But yeah. Well, that's the police department for you. But it's Derplin for you. Honestly, that's not just Derplin. <laughs> that's 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 uh, policing in general. <laughs> I I don't think so. No, that's that's yeah. Okay, agree to disagree. <laughs> With the scale of an entire town potentially being like hostage or being murdered or something, they would be a lot quicker. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. <laughs> Again, agree to disagree. Fine. So um, now we get to the upside down face situation. So it's described that it's an upside down face, but it's not really super specific about it. Because um, when he's saying it, the face was upside down, but he was grinning. There was a couple of different ways I was seeing the face. Um, actually made a very quick artist rendition of it. Um, oh, God. Quote unquote artist rendition, a.k.a. Um, MS Paint, so don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so you're gonna post it? <laughs> oh, yes, I am. So normal face, upside down face, and then the face that I thought it was gonna be. One, two, three. So a normal smiley face. You, you, everyone on recording knows or off recording listening um, knows what a smiley face is. Upside down smiley face, easy. Upside down face would be the eyes are at the bottom on like where your mouth is. Your nose yeah. is where it is normally and in the right orientation. And your mouth is where your eyes are, but also in the same orientation. So the tongue is at the bottom and like smiling would be up. Yeah. Wow. That's what I thought it was when it said the face was upside down. But it's it's more like the entire head is upside down. Yeah. Yeah. Because everything is completely inverted. But because it wasn't super specific about it. <clears throat> Um, I didn't know which of the la- of those two different options it was. Yeah, well, and I was with you. Like I was with upside down face, and before we get any of the crowd walking, and just a guy standing there with an upside down face. Yes, yeah. that's what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was, e- was going to be that with either of those two, like completely disformed faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I just didn't know which one it was going to be. To be fair, our first descriptor of the face is by somebody who's in distress. <laughs> yes. So, but it's also something that like is potentially going to scar him for life, and it'd be burned into his mind. He would not forget what that looks like. Sure. <laughs> I just i I don't know what else. To, I, I don't want to argue with you like uh, for for like hours. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. It's fine. Either way. Yeah. And um, the only other note in regards to the face is unless the face moved it could have been a dude standing there wearing a mask yeah true at that point and just the mask itself was upside down <laughs> or it could and just the, be uh, like that's how the mask was how it was made <laughs> but yeah. that's what i mean the mask itself has an upside down face on. Y- yeah so yeah. it could just be an entirely like mundane murderer story for all we know at this point yeah and that actually works because the uh the eyes uh stare unblinkingly which that's is- true yeah mm-hmm. Even when the lights would... shine on it, yeah. Yeah, because nothing was said that it moved at all. But we read the whole story and you get the, the whole idea, the whole world, or the whole, like, setup, or the whole situation. Of course, but yeah. as per usual, when I'm reading something and I have to constantly erase when I'm being told and redraw it in my head, then... You don't like that. 
I personally don't like that. I don't think it's a a good way to show uh, show a reader uh, a scene when they have to keep reimagining it. Fair. But moving on. <laughs> uh, this one is partially, I believe, a, um, a grammar-related thing. I probably should have moved it up there, but it doesn't matter. <clears throat> Walker. Okay, this is when they're... Um, and they're going in with the whole CDC team with the, uh, the camera and everything. Walker stops at the foot of the stairs and points his flashlight at some point not visible from the top of the stairs. His voice too low to be intelligible. Um, but he appears to have spotted the inhabitant encountered earlier and is coaxing him to come out. Wilson crouches slightly, extending his hand in invitation, then gasps and freezes. I think Wilson is meant to be Walker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe, yeah. Because the cameraman's there and he's filming Walker and he doesn't there's no mention of Wilson walking on the scene. Wilson's suddenly just there. <laughs> he just ports in. Just, <laughs> 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 yeah, he just T posed for a second and then like appeared and start, yeah, totally. starts his animation cycle. Yeah. Yeah. And then um in regards to this entire scene, sending one guy into the basement with a cameraman following is what they their plan was. Yeah. Um, so you had one guy before. You had two policemen going here before, and one policeman go down, and he panicked and ran. Yeah. So why again send one guy down and just have him to pan- just just to have him panic and run? Why not send down four guys, two with guns, one guy to investigate, and one with a camera? Are we in Derplin here? Maybe. <laughs> um, maybe like also also to even add it on to the note they're cdc uh agents not uh, police authorities or not not police so and they, they i could see maybe like if they th- if the guy said that the, the person had like a sickness or a disease they might go down be going down there to try and see if they can calmly like situ- deal with the situation because uh, if a gun's out like that's definitely going to raise the um uh the the threat level a little bit um with like hostilities but at the same time like come on we all know the, the, that guy's wearing a red shirt <laughs> walker was definitely wearing a red shirt <laughs> yeah also with all he, the names i forgot that walker was a research assistant assistant yeah. i thought he was one of the red shirts that got brought in one of the deputies or the deputy red shirts rather yeah yeah so yeah two researchers go down with no arm to support yeah real you smirt did. you did it so. and then um when he gets attacked and says the scene is momentarily cast into darkness and all that, um, I'm assuming because there's no flashlight on the camera or Hartman isn't holding a flashlight in his off hand, it's said later yeah. that he's got a camcorder strapped to his hand, so he has a free hand. It was just he was cam he was just filming Walker as he was going in, Walker being the only one with a flashlight. I guess. Yeah. Seems kinda of derplin to me. The cameraman needs to see where he's going too, right? You would think fair yeah it's not like they didn't have time and resources to get said flashlights they were in a police station and it's not like they were meeting up with cdc officials and and federal groups that would have yeah stuff um again it might not just be dirt blend it might just be how the government deals with shit like this (laughs) it's pretty dirt blend (laughs) or it might just be america oh (laughs) based on are my experience of, of seeing how they react to things this year. I don't know about that. Regardless, moving on. Mm-hmm. So um, the guy gets eaten down there. Yep. Um, and then they all leave. They just leave him there. Let him eat. Yep. Yeah, eat him. Yep. Goodbye, Walker. 
Well, I, don't have, have to, I don't have to, have to outrun the monster. I just have to outrun you. They have a sheriff and at least three or four deputies out there. All guns. Okay, I think we can establish that the majority of your stuff is going to be derpland. Pretty much. Derpland, <laughs> assumptions, and parsimonious. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. It's just, it, it's just so dumb, their, their procedure here. Because I, I guess the way it is, is they sent in all of the just... Um, the researchers in with no police backup. The cops are just outside picking their nose. Because even when they're upstairs, Hartman turned like, to run around, like, he like pushed everyone out. He was like, go, 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 go. <laughs> they all just laughed. So there was a bunch of people outside. Yeah, there was a bunch of people on the f- first floor. And then Hartman just like booted through everybody to get out. <laughs> oh, he pushed them out. Yeah. Hartman was the last one out. Okay, so Hartman's really the, the asshole here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of. And the fact he didn't even ask for police... Yeah, because you figure you'd, when you see someone getting eaten, you'd run out to the and you have you you have armed escort with you. You'd be like, someone's getting eaten in there. Go help them, please. They'd be like, okay, <laughs> like yeah, we have the ability to do that. Yeah, Walker yeah. may not have lived, but he might have been spared a few more seconds had somebody just had had uh, had Hartman called in the cops and then bang bang bang, <laughs> monster dead. Yeah, <laughs> or you know they would get that one so it wouldn't get them later. Yeah, as it probably does. I feel like okay, okay. I I, I joke. I, I I I cringe and also joke about your Derplin's comments, but honestly, horror movie police officers are more competent than these one these guys because <laughs> at least they yeah. will they will they will attack the monster in single file most times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they did attack the monster when they all showed up. They yeah, shot all one of, of them, them showed up. Yeah, they shot one and yeah. then they ran. Well, they shot one, and then, weird, the rest of the herd retaliated. Yeah. On mass. From the sounds of the population, there was no... Like, in that sense, it was good that they ran, because if they, oh, yeah. they're like, we got this, they would have just all died immediately. Yeah, this was actually the smartest thing that the Durplin Police Force had done. Yeah, because they did not have that many bullets. Because I think the town was like 300 or something, almost 400. 308 or something? Yeah, it was something like... It was, it was around 300. Yeah, so unless they all had, like, M60 machine guns, which they didn't, um, yeah, yeah they, they would not be surviving that. Although, again, given America's propriety for, or uh, uh, given their their, situa- their their stance on guns, I'm surprised the police department didn't have M16s. <laughs> I said M60, but M60, yes. yes. I don't know guns, I'm Canadian. But I know guns, and I'm Canadian. <laughs> yeah, but you're a gamer. <laughs> Are you not? Not really. No. Uh. I guess. Regardless, I'm done with my notes. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I guess we're going to final thoughts. Um, this is going to be really dramatic, like dynamic uh, opinions, I feel, because uh, honestly, I loved the read. Um, I liked the the, uh, the epistolary style of, of the story um, told from various different sources. Uh, I think this would make a good mockumentary film, uh, and the townsfolk creatures were freaky to me. Uh, I can, I can, I can I think it's been it's been shown before that like I can definitely um uh look away from the stupidity of authorities when it comes to horror sto- stories. So I I was fine with it. I I I I'll, I'll recommend this one. It was definitely a the better Icker Fall story compared to the one we did last time. Um and I'd say I'd say even more so um yeah, it seems like it's a bad bar. Uh, yeah, no, I'd, I'd recommend it um, as a Nicker Fall story. It's, it's, I, I enjoyed it. So that's, that's my my stance. Uh, Mikey, the stands for evil. Uh, well, this uh, story uh, 
was an enjoyable read. So it's getting a recommendation there. And uh, with the uh, addition of Toucan Sam to the Supernatural Task Force, that gets a 100% recommendation. 120 even. <laughs> I, I feel like we need to find a creepypasta with Toucan Sam in it. Give me a second. For I mean, him to I'll... be able to be inducted into the Supernatural Task Force. Because that, that is a requirement, right? Yeah, I suppose, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, so he's not there yet, but... He's in the shadows. <laughs> or he's in the wings. Ha 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 ha. Yep. Are you looking up a Kirby Pasta with Toucan Sam? No. Oh. Maybe. I just heard you go, hang on. Yes, maybe. <laughs> okay. Uh, so far, all I found is Toucan Sam is mentioned in a Creepypasta on Creepypasta.com. Accounts. Um, there's also a a Wattpad story uh, called Maska, uh, Masky Stories, but it, it looks like it's just like they, they brought it up. Like it's not actually, they just bring up Toucan Sam like offhandedly. They don't actually, uh, it's not actually like the focus. We could we could be the ones who make a Toucan Sam creepypasta. Just look up Fruit Loops. <laughs> Maybe that'll yeah. Fruit Loops creepypasta. Oh my <laughs> God, I cannot believe. Yeah. Oh my God. Is there? Um, bad, On badcreepypasta.wiki, there is a bloody Fruit Loops of death. <laughs> okay. I think we found our creepypasta that we need to cover after Icker Falls. Here we go. Like after our, our September episode, uh, September issues, I think we're going to have to do that in October. Oh, God. Let me just, let me just take a quick gander here. Well, I'll edit this out. It's less than a, pa- it's, it's less than a page. Glorious. Um, Bloody Fruit Loops of Death, a note from the author. I did not create this pasta, and I am no way taking credit for writing it. I'm just passing it on. It By is credit, a, he means blame, I bet. Yeah, it is a troll pasta, and it is... Once upon a time, there was a little boy named Jack. Jack was very ugly, but he liked to eat people. Uh, one day, he he got obsessed with eating people, so he ate himself. Finn. And it, no, it continues on, like... There's no paragraph sp- uh, paragraph spacing or anything. It's just a one giant, like almost square block of, co- yeah. of text um, that ends with the end. Period. It is a troll pasta, but there is uh-huh. a there is a Fruit Loops creepy pasta. Cool. So he's officially in the SNTF thing. Yes. Great. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess uh, gamer, your your verdict, your final thought. So for me. When I was reading this, it was um, I unfortunately went in with already um, pre-designed notions of what I wanted it to be because mm-hmm. I because of the the vibe of it, I was going in wanting it to be okay. This town got hit with something weird, and you there's no communication, and something bad's happening in the town. But um, didn't get that, really and then on that, on that commun- there's a lot of things I'm focusing on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the communication thing sucked, and then. Uh, a face, which would have been an interesting way to actually do a monster, like having his facial places, facial features in a different location, like a Picasso situation almost, yeah. is is potentially scary and really weird. And I was down for that until it wasn't that. And then I was not down with it. And I was sad. And I cried. I still... <laughs> Sorry. I still think it's it's creepy that somebody like twisted their head like upside down and is still like alive but i think 
uh, to your credit, yes, I think that the mutated face, where like the the features are all like have been have been rearranged, like as though as like like putty, like switched around. I think, or like a Mr. Potato Head. Uh, I think that is also a very creepy, uh, like a much more fantastically creepy scenario. I mean, yeah, but also like freaking Bray Wyatt in the WWF or sorry the WWE. He freaking does that in wrestling matches like he'll he'll walk like that it's not inhuman to do no but i mean the way it's described in the story is that their 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 joints are much more like broken and like walking around Mm -hmm. like they're walking it's they're walking around like that as if they are it's 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 like uh it's um as if it's uh like natural to them but it's not because it's it's, yeah it's they're all broken and they're like moving in jerky motions and such Although yeah, like that I, again, like I kind of that that to me that's also kind of creepy. So that might just be a personal opinion thing on that. It, it might be, but pretty much the entirety of the, the creepiness is with the uh, the joints. Even though the creepiness at the start was the focus on the face, you know, well the yeah. face is the least creepy thing in this now because it's completely normal. It's just upside down, I guess. So like I kept getting whiplash with this story. It was bothering me, and then Derplin police is always a no go. So, um, for what I wanted it to be, I was going to 100% recommend it, but it just kind of kept not being what I was hoping it was going to be, and kept doing things that annoyed me, like making me assume after it told me specifically that I would not assume, (laughs) or assume very little at the start of the story. So, but as it is, it still felt like an Ecker Falls story, and it still felt like it was part of the canon of everything. So, I'll still recommend it. But it's just a very light recommendation, just because there was a lot of things in it that bothered me personally. Yeah. Okay. But if you like police procedure and um, people, well, I mean, even that. Okay. It, it does say early on. It says that the the narrator says that I'm well aware that the characters that the they're not characters of people that the people make um, irrational decisions and stuff like that. So it's almost kind of saying I can write whatever I want because there's missing facts in here. So them making weird decisions isn't, um, it's not unrealistic because there's stuff that you don't know, which is sort of like a freaking day sex machina. I can just do whatever I want move, which kind of sucks. I mean, you, you take it that way, but I take that as like, that is kind of how people are. People aren't, like people are are infallible are, are not infallible they are they constantly make mistakes in mm-hmm. all of their like like especially when it comes to like an emergent like some kind of an emergency or uh like some a situation like like this kind like a, a situation on a town scale of like dealing with a disaster like uh like issues arise and and people make mistakes all the time and sometimes for the worse in those kind of situations so and it's I, I'd almost go with like a, a like it's it's I guess it's kind of an excuse, but like if they were if the authorities were perfect, like on what they did, um, part of the horror of the story wouldn't be there, like the the horror of like incompetency. So I, don't know, I just feel like the horror should be focused on the creature that's the unnatural creature, not on humans being dumb. But that is also a part of the horror <laughs> is us freaking out because we can't deal with the with what's going on and we're we're making mistakes as a result of the panic. Mm-hmm. But it, it's also a situation where, like, they're from a town that is bordering Icker, Icker Falls, which constantly has this shit happen. 
So yeah. they should be at least somewhat hardened to weirdness by now. Except the government or the, the authorities are generally not in the know of that. Or if they are, the ones that are in Nicker Falls try to keep that shit under wrap. Yeah, I suppose. Like there's been the, so the story was all right. It's just a lot of things bothered me personally. So yeah. if I was telling myself, should I read it? Then I would say, it's Ecker Falls, so you might want to because you like Ecker Falls, right? I'm like, yeah, I do. But there's stuff in here that's going to annoy you. I'm like, all right, I got to do it anyways because it's Ecker Falls. Because <laughs> I like Ecker Falls. <laughs> that's me having a conversation I, 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 with myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I'm just envisioning two gamers on the other side of a table, like a small table, eating Fruit Loops. Yeah, of course. <laughs> two can't say it. <laughs> only the um, yellow ones. Yes. Um, no, I'm but, saving all the yellow ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I do think perhaps the bar was a little too high for you, but I mean, that is also like an opinion. Like, that is also like, um, that is a valid opinion, like, for the story. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, we, we all don't have like the same views on things and stuff. So, yeah, it, you're, I'm, I'm not trying to discredit your, 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 your view on this. So, mm-hmm. likewise. Yeah. It's also one of the reasons why I wasn't trying to argue as much uh, in your when you were talking because I was like trying to keep my mouth shut so that you could actually voice your opinion on it. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Yeah, I, I occasionally try and figure, like, try and shut myself up. <laughs> it doesn't work all the time, but <laughs> as long as you're trying, it's fine. <laughs> like now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if I'm getting this correctly, kind of recommendation, but otherwise, no. <laughs> I... As I recall, I've read worse from full-on Icker Falls. From from ones that yeah, you you've hated ones that were like official canon technically. Like Correct. The ones, that, the ones that are published in a, yes. in a in a in a book. So in that regards, this is good. It's just personally, it bugged me. Okay. So uh, a half guess, recommendation just for the s- simplicity of it. Yeah, for the per- parsimoniously. <laughs> For the parsimonious, yeah. uh, uh, like setup of here, yeah, half recommendation. Parsimonious. Pars- the word of the day for al dente is parsimonious. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, so yeah, uh, brass tacks, uh, for all, all yeah. three of us. Um, I would recommend, uh, because I like the, um, uh, like I, 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 enjoy, I thoroughly enjoyed the story, um, and it's epistolary style, um. Mikey recommends um, because he enjoyed the read, but would totally recommend it because of if it was SNTF related. <laughs> and Gamer would not. Uh, there, Gamer saw a lot of problems that he didn't like in it, and so half recommendation because it's still a Nick or Fall story that is better than some of the ones he's read. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, please, if if you out there are listening and would like to share your own opinion on this story, uh, you can talk to us on. Um, Various commenting sections of our uh, wherever our show gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. Um, we're also on Twitter, so you can talk to us there. Um, Mikey is at the E stands for Evil, and Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow without that W because his name is too long for the glory of the king. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, you can also send us an email about it at aldente rigamortis at gmail.com. That's A L D E N T E R I G A M O R T I S at gmail.com. But you can also, yeah, send us emails there um, with suggestions for other creepypastas, SCPs, cryptids to talk about. Heck, if you have an Icker Falls story that isn't up somewhere and you'd like to share it with us, by all means, we'll give it a run through and uh, give the same treatment that we give every other creepypasta we've done on the show. That's our guarantee. <laughs> And uh, if you'd like to help us 
financially, you can go to Patreon. Look up El Dente Rigamortis. It's like the back of tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. Uh, for our patrons that are already helping support the show, thank you guys immensely. As always, you're helping keep those hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. And for the listeners of our show and the writers of these stories, thank you guys immensely, because without your listenership, we wouldn't have much of a show. And without the content that you create and post online for us to look at and talk about, we really wouldn't have much of a show. So thank you guys. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The E's, Tans, are evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well.